And I tell you what, there ain't nobody bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's the Tall Podcast, and you're listening to the Tall Podcast, and this is your host with the most. This is the Tall Rider coming at you. Oh my God, on this Monday evening, bro, because I missed, I missed, um, you know, uh, you know what? Let me just start from the beginning. All right, everybody. Um, I just came back from a trip down to Amsterdam, Amsterdam. Uh, you know, like as the locals call it, um, and uh, I had no, you know, I had no way of uh, of recording the podcast while I was in on in Amsterdam um, on on Sunday. I'll stop doing that, by the way. Um, so so yeah, so the podcast is late. This is the first late late podcast, but um, you know there is a reason behind it. I wasn't just being lazy or whatever. There is just you know there there's just no time. You know there is just no time while you're in. Uh, oh my God! In that in that in that city. Um, Jesus Christ! All right. So listen, I won't rant. Uh, you know for too long about you know Amsterdam and how fucked up we got and uh, just uh, you know just the amount of. Uh, devilish behavior that uh that you could be doing there um so you know i'll 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 keep it relatively short right because i know that uh you know hearing about someone else's trip to amsterdam is uh you know that's uh that's not premium content let's just say that all right so i'll just you know i'll just condense it to the to the to the primo um you know to the primo adventures right so everyone is incredibly nice right I, I, I literally saw like a guy almost get hit by a motorcycle and the guy was on a bike of course right it's Amsterdam so he almost gets hit by this motorcycle right they, they almost both fall over right just barely you know able to stop and uh, you know they just laughed about it and uh, just kind of said, you know, have a nice day, and uh, just went on on their business, right? So that was a uh, that was a pretty eye-opening experience, you know. That that was you know coming from the uh, cold and harsh Eastern Europe, and just seeing you know seeing people act civilized for for once was uh, was really cool. Um, I mean, the entire city looks like from a fairy tale. I mean, it looks like New York with with like canals running you know instead of the 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 streets um it's it's insane the 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 amount of you know i i have no idea the the <clears throat> just the fairy tale like architecture right and just the surroundings alone are just like you know i was i was walking around look looking at everything just like completely out of my mind right but i was just looking at how beautiful everything was and I just, you know, I just kept thinking, like, what is their problem? You know, <laughs> what is, where is the issue, right? How many layers do I have to peel off to actually find, you know, the the issues, um, you know, in this city? And, uh, you know, I, I just, I just couldn't really grasp it because just, you know, I just had like four days there. But, uh 
but oh my lord i mean it's really just just so idyllic you know just like from a movie like literally from a christmas movie and the big windows you know the families inside the windows serving everyone something delicious and just 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 you know this wholesome vibe emanating throughout the entire city just and i couldn't get you know it's you know what i i i mentioned to my friend that uh that the perfect way to describe this um the city is basically this wholesome christmas vibe with hookers on the first floor right that is that is kind of you know that is kind of the way the way it works out there you know it's kind of like this this really <clears throat> you know the, I, I i don't even know how to describe it right it's it's this it's this um 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 what's the word i mean could you tell that i'm just completely out of it um uh <laughs> there's a segue between between the idyllic um you know fairy tale like appearance and the uh just the devious stuff that you could do there right just like whatever whatever you want uh you can get you can get it there right and if you can't get it legally then there's someone around the corner who's gonna offer it to you illegally right there it was so funny right there was this there was this arab guy right who just like kept standing next to us right and he was he was just like offering you know some coke and uh some cocaine right for for all you uh who, who just thought that it was coca-cola um, so he was offering some cocaine, right? And uh, and he went like, hey, brother, this is the best. It's straight from Colombia. You could smell it. You know, you could smell the quality of the cocaine. And, he's, and, you know, while he's looking like the most shadiest character that you'll ever, ever come across, right? Just standing next to us, right? Just kind of looking around, right? Just kind of trying to see... Um, and and he was like you can come and you can come with me you can try this you know and you know we're just like nah you know how about we not do that and just kind of you know bump into someone who's a bit less sketchy than yourself right so that is basically that is basically amsterdam right that is basically you know i i really don't i you know i really don't want to get into into all the details of just how you know what an utter train wreck um you know the 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 trip was i mean it was it was amazing right it was incredible nothing really bad happened but we just got just so into the 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 vibe right of just consuming everything that is illegal back here in lithuania and uh you know just kind of really showing right this kind of mentality of uh Whenever something becomes available, you know, very few people can actually um, deal with it in a rational way. And uh, I mean, it was just, you know, it, some of us said that it was a bit too much, right? But uh, to me, it was uh, it was the, the the perfect the perfect amount. I mean, I was I was walking I was walking down the streets, and you know, the buildings were were breathing right they were shifting and they were breathing and uh the the hookers in the in the red light district were you know waving and smiling and um and yeah man and the water was shimmering and the beer was bubbling so uh, i don't know uh yeah let's let's just keep it at that all right um so 
anyway, it was Amsterdam was completely different from what than from what I expected, and uh, just completely different, right? Just I, I expected it to be shit, right? But uh, I was met with this incredible New York fairy tale, just you know, an incredible. I mean, even if you're going there just for the museums and just to walk around, it's still worth it, right? You don't have to get fucked up like we did. And uh, and you'll still have the best, you know, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll still have the best time. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really awesome. The weird thing that they do is that they, you know, not all places accept um, debit cards that are like MasterCard or Visa for some reason. They like, they like have their own shit. And there were like three times we went into a store, we got all our shit, we came to the register and uh, none of our cards worked. So um, cash is, uh, is still very much a necessity there, I would say, right? But uh, I mean, um, Jesus, right, as if, as if the three people or, you know, well, let's, let's keep, let's be honest, um, you know, not any of the 10 plus people who are listening to this um, is going to take my advice and go to Amsterdam, right? Let's just keep it real. All right. Uh, let's just not get too ahead of ourselves. All right. So yeah, Amsterdam, cool, recommended. Um, just, you know, it'll take a week for me to to, 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 to come back and to replenish my, uh, you know, dopamine, serotonin levels, whatever, because, uh, Jesus Lord, I mean, just, you know, there, if you have the resources, you could just, it's a nonstop party basically, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, got some presents, you know, bought some stuff back here. Um, it was epic. All right. So Anyway, Amsterdam is a is a thumbs up, right? Uh, just the, the the best ranking system ever. So, thumbs up or thumbs down, you know? Um, Adolf Hitler, thumbs down. Throwing garbage out your move window, thumbs down, right? And those two things are now equally negative, right? Just a thumbs down, right? Amsterdam, thumbs up. Uh, I don't know, um, you know, discovering a new civilization on another planet, thumbs up. Um, are those two things comparable? Well, uh, the thumbs up rating system says it is. I mean, you know, that was just my long way of uh, trying to emulate Bill Burr when he was talking about that thumbs up, thumbs down is just the worst rating system ever, right? You need to have like five stars or like, you know, from one to ten or something just to kind of just to kind of have some context on how bad or how good something is. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, something happened, man. Something, something big happened. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. So, um, on our, on my flight back, right, I was listening to this podcast, um, with this, with this really interesting gentleman, right? And, uh, I'm going to give you the name of him pretty soon. Let's see here. Um, oh, Jesus, excuse me for that. Um, let's see. What, what the fuck is his name? Um, it's on the Jocko podcast, right? And it's about sleep deprivation, overcoming stress, and uh, and the darkness within. Oh no! And the darkness with Peter Atia, right? Peter Atia, A W T I A. 
so he was a resident um, trauma surgeon in uh, in John Hopkins, one of the uh, one of the best um, one of the best hospitals in uh, in the U.S. in in Baltimore, right? Uh, and he kind of explains his day to day and what if what his insights were while working, you know, as this trauma surgeon in this uh, prestigious hospital and it was really really interesting you know I really enjoy listening to people who just have you know the these these very niche but very um, you know high competence uh, positions right like a trauma surgeon right who just deals with with trauma and it, you know when I'm talking about Baltimore there's a lot of gun crime right so there's a lot of gunshot wounds you know a lot of people are dying and it's just a really, really stressful job, right? Because you always are on call when you're working, right? You're always on call. You don't know if you can eat. You don't know if you can shave. You know, whenever your trauma pager goes off, you have to go into the operating room and save someone's life, right? So it's so it's pretty intense, right? It it is it is an intense job to have. It's it's incredible, right? Um so yeah, so this guy, so he talks about, and he had this one insight that was uh, that was really well insightful. <laughs> um, he said that uh, one thing that uh, that uh, that he kind of understood uh, when uh, you know when speaking about trauma and injuries and accidents, right? And trauma is like the it's like the worst one uh, when it comes to relatives and friends, right? Because trauma is an accident right so it's like whenever you have like a terminal disease or you know some kind of a lesser injury you there's still time for relatives and uh, you know everyone around you to kind of prepare themselves uh, and kind of get you know kind of get a bit more comfortable with the situation right that someone is dying but when you're in trauma, right, and and for, you know, and someone just leaves the house and gets into a car accident and dies, that is, you know, that is the area where it gets incredibly, incredibly difficult, right? Because someone has to call and you know just basically tell the relative that uh, you know that one one of the closest people to them has died, right? And this guy was talking about. Um, you know these these two 15 year olds or something and they were out driving and uh, they got into a car crash and one of them one of them died and the other one survived with relatively no injuries right and um, and this trauma surgeon right is talking about how he you know tried his best to uh, to revive one of the boys but it just wouldn't you know it just wasn't possible and uh, and then he said that you know he had to have the conversation with his mother right and basically tell her that uh, you know ma'am unfortunately uh, your your son has died today uh, and he got it in a, in a really bad car crash so you know if you think about it so in the morning she basically said goodbye to both of her sons and it was just a regular day and suddenly you know this just you know world breaking just you know earth shattering news um, just kind of comes out of nowhere and uh, you know to deal with that is just you know it, it, it's it's one of the hardest things ever especially right for a mother I would imagine um, so and 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 what this uh, this trauma surgeon said what was that uh, that his insight was that basically whenever 
things like this happen, right? Some kind of trauma accident, you know, where where a family member dies, it is um, almost guaranteed that if the family, you know, was uh, fractured when the event happened, meaning that, you know, the the husband and the wife had some you know, relationship issues and, uh, you know, things weren't really, uh, really that good in the, in the household, you know, that uh, if, if, if the family is, you know, fractured, then that event will just shatter them all, right? And that the family will, you know, shatter and it will break apart. And uh, he said that if the relationship between family members is very strong, and, uh, you know, and they have a deep emotional connection to each other, then events like that just bring the family so much more closer together into a, you know, in, into a uh, tightly knit, um, you know, in, into a tightly knit family, right? So that was, you know, I, I thought that was really interesting, right? And coming from someone who just deals on a daily basis with these types of, uh, with these types of events, right? So for him, you know, the accidents and the injuries were just like part of his day job. But uh, but for the families involved, it was uh, it was basically a world changing event, right? And that is that is that is that is the interesting part. That 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 is what just piques my curiosity. <coughs> oh, excuse me. That is what really piques my curiosity, right? Because it's just such a contrast, right? It's someone going to their day job, right? Just waking up in the morning and going to their day job every day for, you know, decades. And uh, on the other side is someone who, who basically, you know, has never dealt with the situations and, you know, just the, 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 the environments um, ever, right? So, so on one hand, you have this, you know, daily practitioner. On the other hand, you have this first time. So, uh, you know, that contrast is is really interesting. And to actually hear something, to actually hear some insights from uh, from the guy who's been doing that for decades, and uh, you know, just kind of seeing everything from the inside and what his, you know, what what his thoughts were on on you know on on family relationship life. Um, and all these, you know, all these different difficult questions that uh, that we rarely get to, you know, truly see, right? Um, I, I think that whenever like tragedies like that happen, you you truly get to see, you know, you truly peel away the layers and and get to see what um, what real raw emotion and you know just yeah. I mean, it's dude, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty depressing, man. It, it's pretty depressing to talk about this because I just talked to my mom, right, and she said that. Uh, that really close to her, like literally a few houses down there yesterday, um, uh, a car was driving too fast and it flipped, right? And it, it flipped into this into this really small canal, right? That's just running, you know, along the forest. And it was raining for for a few days, right? So the so the canal was uh, was kind of filled with water, but it wasn't that deep, right? It's not it's not like a really deep canal that you can swim in, right? It's just this kind of a runaway canal. Um, and so the car was driving really fast, and it flipped 
right? It was skidding on its side and then it flipped into the canal. And so it's upside down in the canal, right? And, uh, and both, both the passengers drowned, right? They drowned because they were upside down in the car, in the canal. The water was, uh, was, was slowly seeping in, right? And they couldn't open the door. They couldn't do anything, right? Because the, cr the car was crumpled up. And, uh, and they literally just drown drowned, right? Up upside down in that car. And uh, it's it's absolutely insane, right? They were both like 38 or something, and they had like 13-year-old, um, you know, boys or something. And it's just, you know, it's just again, you know, coming back to the to the to the shocking and and just kind of world-changing effect of of trauma, right? That that it could just happen any time right and just it just really sudden it's instant right there is no there is no way to prepare and uh it just comes you know out of the blue and um you know then it it just you know then it all depends on the fallout and how you deal with the fallout like i said you know the families that are fractured get uh completely shattered and just you know dissolve uh, while families who are very close they they get even closer so um yeah jesus christ i mean this is a uh, a very heavy topic right especially especially after coming back from amsterdam but but it always interests me right it always interests me um I, you know louis theroux um had this uh documentary on the edge of uh on the edge of death I think something like that, right? Where he talked to people who had terminal illnesses, and what their insights were, as well as the um, as well as the uh, personnel at the hospital, right? What their views were. It, I mean, it was incredibly interesting. And Louis Theroux based that documentary on another documentary called "The On the Edge of Life," I think. Yeah, at the edge of life. Surgeons at the edge of life. Was is it this? I don't think so. Um, 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 edge of life documentary. I mean, I think it's something like this. If you really want to, if you really want to watch it, just look at Louis Theroux's um thing and just look at the inspiration for that um so anyway so yeah so 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 that movie just that documentary also just deals with you know car accidents and just what people do i mean it's 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 a really interesting topic i mean it, it is depressing but uh but it's it's really interesting so so highly recommend that i mean yeah go go watch that if you don't have anything better to do and uh yeah just kind of think about how you would behave right in in a, in a situation like this and uh what would be you know the best way to approach a a tender topic like that you know if it were ever god forbid happen to 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 you know to to, to people you love um yeah all right so uh <laughs> i i don't know i don't know i mean it's either you know it's either talking about amsterdam and just you know just the, the 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 i don't know the the hedonism that went on there or talk talking about death and accidents and families grieving right so it's kind of a dark monday for uh for the podcast here but uh you know what let's um uh, 
let's uh, yeah let's switch it up um, let's see here what did I talk about yeah so there is this interesting really uh, there, this really interesting uh, topic called parasocial relationships and it's basically this is like well it's kind of a new thing right but not really so it, it emerged with TikTok and like teenagers nowadays are developing these parasocial relationships with those TikTok dancers and everything right and uh, they actually think that they are friends with that TikToker right and it's really you know it's a really interesting look if you look at how TikTokers communicate you know the famous ones they always say like I love you and uh, you know they really talk to their audience as if they're talking to one person which is a really powerful strategy to use if you ever want to achieve that right but you just talk to your audience as if they're one person and it becomes incredibly personable and all of the you know all of the people just kind of immediately think that this this star is talking to me right well in reality the star has no idea who you are or you know that you're even yeah just they they have no idea who you are right and it creates this on one hand you right you have these fans who who just know the celebrity intimately and on the other hand you have the celebrity who just has no idea you know who they're talking to and uh and oh my god i mean it just it just goes to these incredible levels because i saw this documentary i think it was on vice or something and uh and these parents of these kids right they actually they actually pick up their kids and they drive them to the location where the celebrities live right so those kids just hang out with their parents you know um at the entrance of uh of these houses right and uh whenever they see their tiktok's you know favorite star in the balcony they just start screaming right and you know i i just watched that and i thought that these parents are just so delusional right and they are just you know just basically really kind of uh ruining i mean well not ruining right but they're really impacting the lives of their children in a negative way right by kind of uh by not just supporting this kind of behavior right but actually you know giving it more power by just you know driving their kids into you know next to a stranger's house to meet a stranger right i mean sure you know i'm a fan of of certain people right and there are fans you know there are super fans of people but very rarely do you know to me it would never even occur to me to drive to someone's house you know and just just in the hopes that i'll be able to catch a glimpse or you know i'll be able to scream something at them you know it's just it is just way beyond creepy right and just like just a breach of privacy or something i don't know but but yeah parasocial relationships and i mean that that is how how it happens you know and celebrities have, have, have gotten into this you know it mostly happens with celebrities and you know tiktok stars like i said but uh it's just uh it's just incredibly i mean you you see that and and you kind of think oh my god you know the gen z is uh is is going down you know but again you know isn't 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 every generation critical of the generation that went before them um 
it's just yeah that that is the way it is you know and and you really can't can't do nothing about it and uh, every generation thinks that that the younger generation is crazy right they're doing something nuts and uh, you had that with every single generation since uh since forever right so maybe this is just my old man back in my day we used to you know we used to watch stuff on tv you know that's that type of thing but yeah who knows you know who knows um it's just uh it is what it is all right so yeah let's see uh we have like a minute and a half what else can I tell you in a minute and a half that's gonna just, you know, it's gonna make your babe, your day better? Uh, I have no idea. You know, I have no idea. Bald and bankrupt came to Vilnius, Lithuania, which is insane, right? He met with some kind of a former Soviet enforcer, right, who is this incredible gopnik. And uh, I, I don't really, I really don't know how to feel about that, right? Because I really like bald and bankrupt, but uh, it's just... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't know in what color Lithuania will be presented in, in the next Bald and Bankrupt video because uh, it will look like it's just a Gopnik state, you know, with, with a lot of former Soviet things. And uh, I don't think that that is the best representation that uh, that we can get of uh, of Lithuania. So... So yeah, so that happened. I mean, yeah, bald and bankrupt. Um, I mean, the guy got really drunk, and uh, he met some guy at at a at a bus stop who was saying that he's an idiot. And I mean, it was just it was just hilarious, right? He just got really wasted, and uh, you know, it was just really fun to 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 look at someone who you've been watching for a while come to your country and just kind of, um, you know, encounter all these different all these different um individuals and just these adventures right so so that's it um yeah the the podcast was late uh that's that can happen but uh it won't happen in a long time uh so i'll see you on wednesday hope you have a good week it's mega cold so hope hopefully you're uh snuggled in with someone and uh keeping yourself warm uh so yeah I'll, i'll talk to you on wednesday This has been The Tall Rider, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, Bye.